0: Hey, this is Dale Calvert. I hope you've had a great week. If you've been around this profession any time at all, you've heard the phrase, ignorance on fire is better than knowledge on ice. And I 100% agree with that. Knowledge, not implemented and put into action, ultimately creates self-delusion. However, nothing is more powerful than knowledge applied consistently. Not even ignorance on fire. Uh, success in network marketing is a three- to five-year game plan, always has been, always will be. And I'm talking about true long-term success, building a foundation on which legacy income can be created. Uh, yeah, there's going to be your normal flash in the pan, shooting stars that rise quickly, and then they usually fall quicker than they rose. And if we don't learn to always look behind the curtain, We can develop a lot of false paradigms and expectations that over time will not only delay our progress, but take us off the field and then out of the profession altogether. Knowledge applied consistently over a three to five year period gives you the opportunity to replace your current income and set up yourself and your family for financial independence and even legacy wealth. But what does knowledge consistently apply? What does that really mean? Uh, my name is Dale Calvert. In this week's MLM podcast, that's what we're going to talk about in this session.
1: Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth Leadership Development, and Wisdom of the Ages Success Principles. We share with you real success stories from real people that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small-town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert.
0: I want to, first of all, just thank all of you who gave me feedback on last week's podcast, Session 256. Uh, The only way to progress in network marketing is to see things not as they are, but not as you are, but as they are. Uh, I appreciate it. It helps me keep a pulse, and that's the only way I know to describe it. It just helps me keep a pulse in ways that kind of hard to communicate. Uh, so I really do appreciate your feedback. I was surprised about ninety percent was positive, and anyway, I just sincerely appreciate uh, your your feedback. I, probably the one I I most appreciated. I'm going to share with you. It came from. Uh, Tony, Tony's been a long-time listener in Ohio. I think he's in the Columbus area. I'm not sure. Uh, But he said, congratulations on winning the Publisher's Clearinghouse, (laughs) Uh, which is hilarious. Congratulations on winning the Publisher's Clearinghouse. If you heard last week's podcast, you know what he's talking about. He said, as a black American, I just wanted to encourage you and what you shared in today's podcast, if you if you thought broadcast TV was bad, you should see what they say on paid television. I totally agree with you, and thank you for your courageous podcast. Tony, I appreciate your feedback as always, and it meant more than than I can really explain to you. So thank you so much. Probably my favorite was from Jada Jackson. Uh, she's in California. She said, I just want it. I just wasted an hour listening to your stupid political opinions. I'm a single mom with three kids and I desperately need to learn how to sell these young living products I bought, not to listen to how corrupt you think the man I voted for president is. Thanks for nothing. I'm not buying your blank four letter word. And that was from some, uh, from a lady named Jada in California. And I don't and can't reply to everyone, but I really felt compelled. To reply to her and I said, uh, Miss Jackson, I appreciate your email. I really do. You spouting off kind of helps me prove my point. As humans, we see things not as they are, but as we are. I received a lot of feedback from many people in last week's session and 90% were positive. About 10% totally missed what I was attempting to communicate. I wonder why you were part of the 10% crowd. If you were so offended by it, why didn't you just turn it off? Nobody forced you to listen to the entire session, just like nobody forced you to buy more young living products than you needed. Regardless, I have a course that was that I did a few years ago that's no longer available called How to Master Retailing to Recruit. If you send me your postal mailing address in California, I have a couple of extras around here. I will be happy to send this to you at no charge. I would suggest that you also find an upline that can support and help you. You will not be able to sell your products or build any kind of business with the mindsets you have right now. Probably the best thing you can do is go back and listen to the podcast with a neutral mindset. It may help you understand the point I was trying to make better. We see things not as they are, but as we are. It may give you a paradigm shift the second time you listen. Regardless, thank you for your email, and I wish you and your three kids the best, Dale. So I sent that that email as soon as I got it, which was like last Tuesday, and I have not heard one word from Miss Jackson to this point. Uh, so if you guys haven't, I just, again, thank you guys. I appreciate your feedback. Good, bad, negative, positive. It doesn't matter to me. It all helps. It all helps me just keep a pulse. So I appreciate it. Uh, if you guys didn't hear, uh, the University of Kentucky football, football team has started the season five and O and right now they're at the top of the, uh, SEC standings. With Georgia, uh, they had a phenomenal win last night against Florida. Florida was favored, I think, by a touchdown, maybe 10 points. And Kentucky won 20-13. to 13. And the University of Kentucky football team has finally turned the corner. Uh, for years, the find-a-way-to-lose-Kentucky football culture, find-a-way-to-lose-football culture existed. You know, I grew up uh, watching this my entire life. And finally, Mark Stoops, the coach of the University of Kentucky, and his staff have really turned around this this mentality that's existed really my whole adult life. Uh, you know, and I have a lot of positive moments with Kentucky football over the years. Uh, but the cloud of doubt and frustration has hung over this team most of my life, just like a lot of people, spend their entire life with the cloud of doubt and frustration hanging over them. Uh, you know, I was a season ticket holder for several years uh when we were in Kentucky all the time uh so you know I can say you know I was there when when Kentucky beat Alabama in nineteen ninety seven and you know the fans stormed the wheel, the field and tore down the goal post uh, i actually have a picture hanging here in my office from that that night uh there was like a photographer took this picture it's, it's real wide and long framed really cool and they're all numbered and i got number 2 uh the actual coach the photographer gave it was how mummy at the time gave coach Hal mummy number 1 i've got number 2 Because I I happened to be there uh, when uh, they were first being developed, and uh, just the timing, I was able to get number two. But that was a great, great memory that nobody was there that night will ever forget. Uh, You know, next week Kentucky plays LSU, so that's going to be a a big test. LSU is very talented; a lot of athletes, very talented team. But we're playing at home, playing in Kroger Field, and I believe we'll we'll take care of business. And I know Will Saunders and, and some of our other listeners from Louisiana may disagree, but I believe the mindset and work ethic culture of Kentucky football team has absolutely changed with this coaching staff. And when you look at the path of Mark Stoops and the Kentucky Wildcats, and and, and what has happened since he's taken over, it really parallels the path of network marketing and what real network marketing leaders are going to take. I mean, when he got started, uh the team was absolutely terrible, had been terrible for three or four years. Uh He inherited a goat rodeo. Uh, it was just a goat rodeo. It was confusion and chaos, and, you know, the, the former coach was a— a very popular player at the university of Kentucky. When I was younger, Joker Phillips, very well respected. They gave Joker a chance and he just couldn't get the job done. But, but he, it wasn't that he wasn't a good guy and it wasn't that he didn't care about his team. He just couldn't get the job done. And so, you know, Stoops comes in and, and, you know he talked about it. everybody says why are you going to Kentucky you can't win in Kentucky you have too much competition in the SEC he said but we're going to get it done here and i can remember listening to this guy and thinking i think he really believes what he's saying and 2013 Kentucky was 2 wins 10 losses it was terrible but i think the year before we'd won maybe one or two games 2014 we were 5 and 7 and this guy we're on track. We're going to recruit the right players. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Every press conference, every pregame, postgame show. I mean, he never missed a beat in his belief in what was going to happen. 2015, we were five and seven again, but at least we didn't go backwards. And then 2016, the fans were going crazy. We started 0 and 2, 0 and 2 to start the season, but we went seven and one the last eight games and ended up seven and three in 2016. And we went to a bowl game, uh, which rarely happened at the university of Kentucky during my childhood. Uh, very, very rarely happened. And then in 2017, um, we were seven and six and we went to another bowl game and the fan base started coming around a little bit and, and recruits started paying attention to what was happening at Kentucky and the thing started to change. So that's the, how long did that take before that that mentality was solid? About five years. And then in 2018, we had an unbelievable year. We were 10 and three. The first time I can ever remember in, in my lifetime, I'm sure it probably happened prior, but the first time I personally remember Kentucky ever, ever winning 10 games in a season. Then 2019, we were 8-5. and five. So what happened? We hit the plateau a little bit. Uh You know, when you think you've arrived, you're in a danger zone in life and in business and in sports. And then last year was just a total, it was terrible because COVID disrupted everything. I mean, my gosh, Kentucky basketball had its worst season ever. Uh, you know, so it was COVID disrupted a lot of things. So I don't even worry about that. So, but when we, when we had back to back five and seven seasons, uh, you know, people were griping and complaining and concerned and worried. But when you listen to the coach, he said, look, I, I, I've got the, everything's coming together. We've got the systems in place. We're going to get there. And in network marketing, sports, and probably in life, the process is the same. The process is the same. You've got to have the right opportunity. And, 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 Kentucky is an SEC school. The SEC is a football powerhouse. So that he, he was coming to an elite, the elite conference in foot, in college football. And he understood the challenge that was going to be in front of him. So you got to have the right opportunity. He knew that because it was SEC and so visible and that, that if he could build a winner, that people would come. He, he felt that way and he talked about it in, in his early years. I mean, I've, I've paid a lot of attention to this over the years and you had to have the right coach and the right mentor. Well, Stoops, I mean, Stoops came from a football family. He's got three other brothers, all who are coaches. Uh, you know, his dad, Ron Stoops Sr., uh, he passed away in nineteen eighty eight uh he 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 was a def- he was a football guy the defensive corner uh d- defenses coordinator at uh cardinal mooney and he was actually coaching against his son uh ron senior and he felt chest pains and he he stayed around and he watched, uh, He because he didn't want to leave, but he, he had pest, chest pains. And he wa- he stayed around and watched the team win in a triple to- overtime game. And then he left the field in an ambulance. But he watched it, the team win. He stayed there to the end, triple overtime. And then they called the ambulance and he died on the way to the hospital when he was 54 years old. That was uh, Mark's dad, the coach of Kentucky, but his, his brothers all are, are accomplished football coaches. So he came from the right bloodline, so to speak. He knew, and he talked about many times that the right systems were in place, uh, for the talent that he had and his focus was on always developing recruiting well and developing the younger guys and until he could get his recruits and his systems in place. And he always talked about, you know, I'm, I'm willing and great coaches are willing to train to change systems and adapt and make changes and do things differently. But this is important they will never change philosophies. They'll change systems. They'll add new recruiting ideas and techniques and and systems, but they're not going to change the fundamental philosophies. And I think that can be said for all leaders. There's wisdom of the ages principles that you cannot violate ever. So systems and knowledge applied consistently always create success. For players that are willing to plug in and buy in. Okay, they just do. And in sports and business and network marketing and anything in life. You know, I've heard Stoops say a thousand times, we had great practices this week and I'm excited about the game because his his phrase is, you will play like you practice. You will play like you practice. And I've always tried to communicate to people, practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. You know, uh, so, you know, I, I look at the philosophies of coaches and of leaders and of people, and that's going to reveal a lot about where they're coming from. I mean, John Calipari, I remember uh, right after his his uh, first or second year when we had five players taken in the first round of the NBA draft. Five never happened ever in history may never happen again. But we had five taken and the the fans and the boosters were just, "Oh, it's this is the end of Kentucky basketball. This one and done. And what are we going to do now? All of our players have gone to the NBA. This is the worst day in Kentucky basketball history and one of the legendary players from the University of Kentucky actually said that and John Calipari said look I disagree I think it can be the best day in the history of Kentucky basketball because and I and this has been his philosophy from the day he came he said this is a players first program it's not about me it's not about the fans it's not about the boosters. It's about the players, their families. What do they want to accomplish with their life? Why are they coming to Kentucky? They're coming to Kentucky so they can fulfill their dream of playing in the NBA, and that's our job. That's our obligation to them to give them and to equip them the very best we possibly can to make sure that they have the opportunity to fulfill their dream. And, you know, you guys probably know, but Kentucky's put more people in the NBA since John Calipari's been here than, in, than any other college program. It's not even close. And, you know, last year, the Kentucky football program had six players taken in the 2021 NFL draft. And, you know, Stoops has had 13 players drafted since he got here, or since 2019. And prior to him getting here, that rarely happened. Rarely happened. I mean, I can remember as a kid, oh, did you know one the best player on Kentucky, whoever it might have been that year, may have gotten drafted by the NFL. But the thought of having six was not even a thought. <laughs> And again, that's the culture in which Kentucky football has been under for many years. And, you know, there's a lot of sports and business similarities. And I think one of the reasons that I like to see my grandkids involved in sports is I know what an important part of my childhood it was. But I also loved it. And You know, my feeling is you should help your child find their passions as early in life as you can and support them in it no matter what it is. If you're a big sports fan and they don't like playing sports, then I wouldn't force them to, you know, you know, get them, get them, get them, let them play a couple of years. But if it's not their thing, it's not their thing. You got to respect that and help them find what their passion is. But I think there are so, so so many similarities and I'm just going to share a couple of things with you on this session. Uh, I hope that there'll be something that will really hit home with you, maybe even give you a paradigm shift. Uh, those of you that played sports uh, will be able to relate. Those that that didn't, I think you hopefully will still be able to relate. Because the bottom line is correct knowledge applied consistently always creates success. And it will create long-term success. And, and if you start off with the wrong foundation or the wrong knowledge base, you, it's going to lead to disaster. It, it just is. And, and like I said, when, when, when Stoops started, I mean, it was a goat rodeo. It was a mess. And it had been a mess for, for, for many, many years. So what does it really take to move forward in network marketing? And again, it's knowledge applied to the right opportunity. Well, what's the right opportunity? Well, for Coach Stoops, he thought, I get to go to the SEC, which is the number one conference, uh, in the football conference in the, in the country. If I can build a success in the SEC, then I can do it anywhere. So it's, it's the right opportunity. What, what's the right opportunity in network marketing? All network marketing companies are not created equal. They're just not. Every now and then something comes along that's unique and different and the timing is right. And, but very few people can recognize those and they can't. Most people don't understand one opportunity from the other. And I've talked about this, you know, many times, of course, in the, uh, four stars, uh, webinar video training I did. If you haven't seen that, uh, if you listen to this podcast, I know you've seen it because I've talked about it so many times, but it's at, uh, mlmsuccess.com forward slash four, the numeral four, four stars. And then you got to have the right coaches and mentor. And, and Stoops has gone through some coaching change two or three times. And as he stated, you know, the coaches that I've had in the past, were perfect for where my team was at that time and place this year. He's got a new offensive coordinator, a new defensive coordinator, and, and he, he still has a great relationship with the former coaches that he's worked with over the years, but he knew, Hey, at this point in time, we have to take things to a different level. And he brought in different supporting staff. Okay. So that, that makes sense. And and again, the right coaches and mentors you know it's like look behind the curtain and as far as network marketing the two things i think people should ask number 1 are they value focused are they value focused because honestly there's the the predatory leadership within this industry has grown to a point that we should all feel uncomfortable with what we see happening in various companies, and I'm not going to get in that today. It might be a topic for later on, but there is that that is going on. And it's all about what what can you do for them? Zig told us you can have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. And then the other thing is, what is the track record? Who is this person? Why am I listening to them? So I think the most important thing that people have to have when they come in this profession is real realistic expectations. For your particular situation, realistic expectations. I mean, this is something that's kind of boggled my mind for years. And again, I had it when I joined. I can remember after I first joined my first company, after about 90 days, I'm thinking, man, I'm going to have a Porsche. I'll have a Porsche in five. I'll have a Porsche in three years. I'll have a Porsche. I bet I'm going to have a Porsche. In- I'll have a Porsche in a year. No, I'll have a Porsche in six months. Just wild expectations of what's possible. That's the ignorance on fire stage. And then what happens even after you've been around a while? You get fooled by shooting stars. You you see people come in and explode their business, but you don't understand the path that took them to that point. What have they been doing up to this point? And everybody has their own path and And when you're a recognized leader in your company, nobody cares how long it took you to get there. I mean, come on, people just well, it's taken me too long compared to who? Why everybody has its own their own path. Are you doing all you can do? You know, like I've said many times, Ty Cobb was a stolen base leader in in major league baseball for years, but he also got thrown out more than any other person trying to steal bases. Babe Ruth is known as the home run king, but he also struck out more than anybody else. People tend to see people where they are and they don't understand the amount of time, energy, effort, courage, and persistence it took them to get there. That's why years ago I used to love to watch uh, A&E, Biography, that show. It was so fascinating to me to hear the stories of all these successful people in business and politics and all types of different niches and and industries and how they started and what they had to go through and what their struggles were and what their challenges were and the persistence that they had to go through. It's just part of what life is really all about. And people start comparing themselves with everybody else. And the only person you can ever compare yourself with is the person staring you back in the mirror. I mean, really, look in the mirror. I mean, don't uh, people say calling people. Well, how many people do you have in your downline? We've been in about the same amount of time. What was your check last month? How much are you making? When was the last time your our sponsor called you? Those are statements that should never be questions that should never be asked or come out of anybody's mouth because it's none of your business. Don't you dare ask a sideline how much money they're making. It's none of your business. The only person you have to be concerned about is the one staring you back in the mirror. Nobody escapes the grind. Everybody has different challenges. Some people have life going on that we don't need to know about. It's none of our business. I mean, it's ridiculous sometimes how off track emotionally, mentally people can can, can get. Only about 3% of those that, that enter the profession are going to be able to do it with the skill sets and mindsets they enter the profession with, 3% can create a following. But that's not ultimately what this is about. And people that can create followings run into a whole another set of problems down the road. So, again, if you, Mark Stoops came into the University of Kentucky football program, he inherited a goat rodeo. It was a mess. And what happened? It took five years from 2013 to 2017 before we got to seven and six and people kind of got the mentality, hey, it's all coming together now. We're going to be able to go to a bowl game every year. And the way I look at that as it relates to network marketing is how long is it going to take, take you to get the right skill sets, mindsets, time management skills to be able to get to that three to five a month? Three to five a month. How long is that going to take? And there's people during the first five years that could have had real good college careers that lost faith and left the University of Kentucky program. It happens. It's going to happen on your team. But, again, you got to look in the mirror, and how close are you to that three to five a month? You know, then 2017, they got to seven and six, and it's like we're we're on a row now. 2018, ten and three. A lot of people buying in. A lot of people having success. Recruiting got easier. Things are starting to roll. Then 2019, we dipped to eight and five. Why? Because a lot of people hit the plateau. A lot of people hit the plateau. I'm there now. I've made it now. I've seen so many people... Over the years, you know, because I've always talked about three to five a month. And, man, they they sponsor six people in a month. They think they've made it now. It's over now. I've won. (laughs) It's just the first look. It takes a while to do that consistently. Okay? It just does. And, you know, I, I think about the University of Kentucky again, and it's like, This cloud hung over the football program for years and years and years. This, we're going to find a way to lose this. And they always did, it seemed like. And a lot of people called it the curse of Bear Bryant. And I don't know how many of you have heard this, but it's kind of interesting. You know, Bear Bryant, the great Alabama coach, one of the top ten most winning coaches in the history of college football. Bear Bryant actually coached at Kentucky before he went to Alabama. He was in Kentucky from 46 to 1953, and the story is that him and Adolf Rupp, there was always conflict. Their egos, their egos didn't mesh. And Rupp, strong ego, Bear Bryant, strong ego, uh, you know, Kentucky's a basketball school. Now this football coach is, you know, he's going to make him a football coach, and he's brass and talking like, you know, this is what we're going to do. And there was just always conflict there. And, again, I don't know. This is just what I've heard over the years. But here's what I do know in any organization. Here's what I do know. Greed and ego will destroy organizations. Greed and ego So when people are worrying about, well, how many are on your team and how about this and how about that? There's no place for that when building a team of any kind, and especially in network marketing. So I would ask you, how long have you been in the network marketing game? How long? Are you tailgating? Are you out in the parking lot giving your opinion to everybody and tailgating and high-fiving? Are you sitting in the stands watching it? Are you just sitting in the stands? Man, I'm, I'm in the stands. I'm on the webinars every week. I'm in the stands. I'm on, every time my leader has a, a training, I'm right there. I'm in the stands. Are you on the bench? I mean, do you, do you, do you you get on the field every now and then and attempt to play the game? Are you on the bench and every now and then, you know, you go, you get out on the field? And what I love about network marketing is you don't have to wait for the coach to put you on the field. You're welcome to get on the field anytime you choose to. You're welcome to. You're invited to. Or are you on the field playing the game? And again, if you don't build upon the right foundation, you don't have a chance of achieving your full upside potential. And, you know, you can see this in college football as well with different players that come and go over the years. I mean, some of you remember a few years ago, Johnny Mizell, Texas A&M, Johnny Football. You know, he became the first freshman ever to win the Heisman Trophy. The first first freshman ever to win the Heisman Trophy. And then uh, I think the year after that, you know, Winston Winston Jameson, uh Florida State, uh, won the Heisman as a red first as a red shirt freshman. Both of those guys didn't have solid foundations. Okay, they weren't value focused. Both very selfish, not team oriented. Mem- team team mates didn't like them. Nobody really liked them. Very brash, very very. Very, uh, me oriented. And, you know, Johnny Miz- Mizell was one of the biggest busts in the history of the NFL. He was picked first by the Cleveland Browns, uh, had a horrendous first year, second year, got hurt, then they released him. He went to the Canadian Football League, the Indoor Football League, and has been bumming around ever since. Uh, Winston, james uh, jameson uh similar not not as off not as off as johnny my 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 Myzel, but winston uh right now is getting another shot uh you know he started out like a house on fire doing great shooting star uh he was drafted by Tampa bay Buccaneers uh you know, just made the Pro Bowl his first, his first year in the NFL. Uh, but then it, by 2019, you know, he was leading the league in interceptions and, you know, things weren't going too well. And Tampa Bay didn't re-sign him after his rookie contract expired. <laughs> he didn't even re-sign him. And he ended up uh, joining the Saints, n- the New Orleans Saints, and kind of a backup to Drew Bitt- Brees. And then Drew Brees is retired, and, you know, he's he's a starter now and doing fer- pretty well from everything I've heard. So hopefully he'll get his act together. But here's the thing that I that I really want you guys to think about, those of you in network marketing, and this is real important. Once you finally get on the field, it's your decision, your decision, if you stay on the field or not. See, a lot of people, as you guys know, have trouble getting on the field. They can't get off the bench and and on the field. But once you get on the field... You have to decide, I'm staying on this field until we win the game, Till the game's done. Because at some point, when you're on that field playing, you're going to hit the whirlpool, the whirlpool of doubt, and, and it will hit you when you think you're past it. The whirlpool of doubt will hit you when you think you're past it. You start doubting yourself, you start doubting your products, you start doubting your company, your upline, everything. And because the ignorance on fire stage is over. See, the longer that you're in this profession, the harder it becomes to build it because you see things for what they are. You see things for what they are. And you understand the the amount of dedication, focus, determination it takes to win. And I say not just in lot and not just in network marketing, but in life. And then what happens for people? Uh, you know, if you come off the field, it's hard to get back on the field. If you get out of a rhythm, it's very hard to get back in a rhythm. I know I was in and out of the rhythm for my first three years consistently. And then I had to decide I'm getting in it and I'm staying in it and I'm not coming out of it. I'm staying here. I'm not coming out of my rhythm. And what happens, and this is this is something else that I've really realized. People get, they've been, you know, they've been around for nine months, a year, two years, whatever. And they think, well, I'm not making enough money. I'm not making enough money. I should be making more money. And I think to myself, really? Really? You know, what did Jim Rohn say? Jim Rohn said, you never ask how much I'm making, only what am I becoming. You never ask how much I am making, only what I'm becoming. If you've been on any of my webinars over the years, you've probably seen the time and money chart. Where I talk about the first year, two, three years, the first two, the first two years. Your first year, you're going to spend all this time, make this little bit of money. Your second year, you're going to spend almost as much time. You're going to make a little bit more money. And it's going to be your third year before it starts to even out. I've shared this many times. But by your fifth year, the amount of money you're making compared to the time you're spending is way out of balance. You're making a lot more money than the time you're spending. And it will be that way for the rest of your career. So people come to me. They've been around eight, nine months. they' I'm not making enough money yet. Why? Well, what do you think? Why? I, I don't get it. How consistent have you been? How 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 much time have you spent on the field? And see, here's something I really want to make. I think will help people because this this is real important. See, I understand that some people get involved here and whatever happens in life or situations or a spouse gets laid off. I mean, a lot of things can happen. And the focus becomes on feeding your family to pay your bills and replacing your full-time income. This is real important, and I've never said it before. When you're working your network marketing business, There's two primary focuses regarding money that people have. The first is they're focused on feeding their family and paying their bills and replacing their current income. Okay? Replacing their current income. The second focus that people have is on building financial independence and the opportunity to create wealth building financial independence and the opportunity to create wealth. Once I really understood what this offered from a residual income standpoint, my focus was getting out of my job so I could, de- so I could go on to develop financial independence and create wealth. And what I'm saying is my first three years, I could get through a lot of the emotional and ups and downs and challenges and learn what I needed to learn and focus where I needed to focus because I didn't need the check to pay my bills. My bills were covered from my full-time job. So I could take a lot of money and put it right back into the business my first three years, three years. How many people in network marketing do you think have done that? Their first three years, every dime goes back in their business and 100% of their focus is on working towards financial independence and creating wealth, not focused on how much I'm making this, this month. How much PV did my group do? How much is my sideline making? None of that crap ever entered my mind ever. Never. It, it leads to nowhere. My focus. You know, and again, I was, I, I was at an advantage. I had a good job, paid my bills. And there's some of you listening to this and your focus is on, you know, paying your bills and feeding your family. And, and if, if that's where your focus is, you cannot, you do not have the ability to also focus on financial independence and wealth creation. So when you try to visualize your perfect day, it's really hard to do that. It's really hard to get to that point, to that that level of motivation and inspiration when you're worrying about your electric bill. Does that make sense? So some of you know, five years in, I left IBM. I left too quick, probably. I didn't think I did at the time, but... I also lost four people, four people I never thought I would lose in the same month, not too far after that. Again, two of my full-time people, their their spouses got transferred with their jobs. Uh, One young couple, their family made them an offer that they could not refuse to come back to North Carolina, where they were originally from, Uh, set them up, and they couldn't turn it down. And I had, I had one whose, whose spouse passed away. But, but regardless, uh, once that happened and my focus changed from financial independence to feeding my family. And when that happened, I got a job. I got a job. And I got a job hoping to continue to build my business. But the job that I got required me to be on the road, travel, and I, I there was no way I was going to be able to do both. So I sold my business. And I was out of network marketing for good at that time. So I hope this has helped some of you because some of you probably needed it. If you're not able to focus on financial independence and wealth creation, and if you're focused on feeding your family, get a job. Well, they all have already got a job. Reduce your expenses. And again, I, I'm not going to spend any more time there, but I think that was necessary because I think some of you probably needed to hear that. You know, you've got to respect the game and play as hard as you can, as long as you can until you're ready to, tire, to retire. Uh, I've never come out of the entrepreneurial game. I've always been in it, but I've never been passionate about it. I wish I had understood when you lose a passion, you better gain another one. I I really do. But once you get on the field, I mean, you've got to take things to a whole different level. Once you get on the field, I mean, the feeling that you don't want to, that you don't want to ever have is what you might have been able to do if you'd really given it all you had. That's a wistful regret that I don't ever want to have. And lucky for me, you know, it's like I got to a point where my my reality had so far surpassed my wildest expectations that it, it enabled me to stop and take a breath maybe for a little bit. You know, so it, once you get in the game, you want to stay in the game. And you want to give it all you've got. Um, because the last thing you want to know, man, I was on the field, I was in a rhythm, I was getting better, my, my mindsets were growing, my my work ethic, everything was I was moving in the right direction, then I got off the field. I came off the field and I never got back on it. It's what you don't wanna it's that's what you don't want to experience. Uh, I was reading, uh, I remember that when this happened, hearing a little bit about it, but I didn't pay any attention to it at the time. I just remembered it happened. This was last year, uh, when this kid on Ohio State, young man named Kaybon Pope, and they were talking about it on ESPN that he'd quit, quit the team in the middle of a game for Ohio. This guy was a senior and he quit the team in the middle of the game. And then he comes on, and you know, he he says on Twitter, "I found this." He said, "Last night I, I let my emotions get the best of me. For that, I want to apologize, apologize to my teammates, my coaches, and Buckeye Nation. I made a mistake that I and I need to do better. I'm going to take th- this time to reflect and work on my wino- mental well-being." And this is a kid. He was one of the top ten prospects coming out of you know some little tiny high school in West Virginia. Uh, I've just done a little research because I was I wanted to use this to make the point that once you get on the field, you got to stay on the field. Uh, he was a top ten prospect. Florida recruited him. Alabama recruited him. Clemson recruited him. Ohio State recruited him. Uh, all the big schools, and he ended up going to Ohio State. And again, he was somewhere in Podunk, West Virginia, some little small town. And he had great expectations. And this is an article that was written, and and I think it really will speak to what I'm trying to communicate. And it's talking about this player, uh, uh, Cabon Pope. He said in the article, from the time... That truly gifted football players are young. They are told that they, if they dedicate themselves, their mind, body, and soul working on, on their game, that eventually it can take them to college and then to, on to life changing fame and fortune in the NFL. And I would say that is, that is told to every athlete, NFL, baseball, basketball, soccer. That's what people, that's what people tell, tell young athletes that are gifted. So in most cases, the truly elite, I love that word elite, sign up for the journey that they have been told can lead to everything that they've ever wanted. They sacrifice large portions of their youth to make their football, to make football their life in part because of the promise of what lies ahead. But the more they put in the work, the more they put in the work required to make those dreams become realities, the more that their identities become entangled with their talents. So by the time they have reached high school, and certainly a blue blood football program like High State, In many ways, there's very little daylight between them as people and as players, either to lose either of those on the outside looking in or for for how the athletes see themselves. So people don't distinguish the the difference between the athlete and the person, And, and the athletes don't either. So the more that these players sacrifice to accomplish their goals and the more that they begin to identify themselves increasingly through the lens of their football-focused selves, the more that they stop seeing their goals as childhood dreams and instead they build upon them what in their minds is an inevitable future mythically mapped out years in advance. By that point, these players have spent so much time planning and visualizing their planning, planning their future, imagining the joys that it will bring, using them as the carrot at the end of their own stick. And now, just in the way that others see them, but more their their identity is is wrapped up in the way others see them and more importantly in how they see themselves it can become very difficult to imagine a life without this future that they had been assuming since childhood so when frustrations mount and players like pope begin to realize that this inevitable future that he had been striving towards for most of his life is very much not going to happen. It's understanding the emotions would be raw and bad decisions could be made. And just for the record, this, this guy never really started. He played a little bit, but was not a consistent starter at Ohio State even now during his senior year before he quit during the middle of the game. Just to kind of give you guys a heads up there, I'm almost done here. And to me, that's sad because you know that those decisions were likely made in pain, frustration, and desperation. And he's talking about the, the emotions of quitting during the middle of the game. Imagine the emotions that you would feel when you realize that all your years of dreaming – and your entire sense of who you are as a person finally comes crumbling down around you. Um, so I say this, I mean, I can really relate to this because my whole life uh, I was going to be a professional baseball player without question. Then I, I literally threw my arm out when I was a sophomore in high school. And that was devastating time for me and really threw me off track for years until I found network marketing. And then I found network marketing, and it was a godsend. And, uh, you know, it was a long, hard road, but, I mean, it was worth every all the time, energy, and effort. And then when uh, NII blew up, uh, you know, when the accountant comes into my office and says we're spending this month's – they're taking money from this month's volume to pay last month's uh, commission checks. And, I mean, it was World War Three. It, it was really like I went through 17 divorces at the same time is the only way I know to explain it. And the amount of self-preservation people had, it just blew my mind, honestly. And uh, I'm not gonna go down that road in, in this session, but uh, for, for I, I think I, re- I really think I had an emotional breakdown at that time. Uh, for a couple years, I don't remember a whole lot of a lot of things. And for a couple years, I was just, I, I don't even remember. I mean, it was like I had an emotional breakdown. I think I would have went star cra- crazy mad if not for the personal development and self-talk stuff that I had put in my mind over the years. But here's what, what I really want everybody to understand before we wrap this up. And that is leadership is the highest paid profession in the world. Leadership, not management. I have not met one person in my life Who consistently put in the work, doing the right things consistently and stayed on the field, wasn't on the field, off the field, on the field, off the field. I mean, everybody goes to that to some level, but at some point you got to decide I'm on the field. I'm staying on the field. You know, and again, life's going to happen. That y'all have heard me say, run when you can run. I mean, get on the field and run is what I'm saying. Be forced gump. Start running and don't stop. You know, I mean, that's what I'm really trying to communicate. And, and there's very few network marketers that ever do this. It's very few, but, but stay on the field. And, and I can tell you when I look out over the last, 40 years. I've never seen a network marketer who was, who was with the right company at the right time in history. And that's a caveat. It really is. That's important. It's real important because there's a lot of great people and they're just simply with the, you know, they're on the wrong teams. Okay. They're on the wrong teams. I don't care how hard you work. Uh, If you're at Vanderbilt in on football You're going to have a long, hard road ahead of you. You better be thinking, well, at least I'm getting a great education at Vanderbilt University because there's not going to be a whole lot for you after that, probably. So you got to be with the right team, the right program at the right time in history. You know, Kentucky's on an upswing right now, so they're attracting a lot of good people, a lot of good players that they wouldn't have attracted when Stoops first got there with his, after his first two and 2-10 record. So I have never seen anybody who was with the right company at the right time in history who got on the field, stayed on the field for three to five years, who hasn't been able to replace their full-time income at the very least. And many were well on their way to setting themselves up for financial independence. And again, there's a lot of factors that goes into that. I'm just telling you that I've never seen that. I've never seen it. If you get on the field and stay on the field, you're with the right company at the right time in history, and you're growing and you're getting better, you're going to get there. Not after six months. Not after a year. Not after 18 months. 18 months, you'll have a really good sound. solid foundation, if you stayed on the field. If you were on and off the field, it doesn't count. Uh, Now, that's what I've seen. Am I making any kind of guarantees for anybody? Absolutely not. The only guarantee you got in life is you aren't going to get out of it alive. That's it. You know, what's what's the joke? Death and taxes are the only assurances any of us have. And I have a lot of people that ask me for assurances all the time people tell me they I've been in this company for seven years and this is what's going on. Do I, am I going to make it? Am I going to get there? I mean, I get that. It's very uncomfortable for me. And I get that a lot from a lot of people. And it's like, you know, my feeling is, you know, if I'm leading a team, it's my responsibility to make certain that those that, are on the field playing the game every day, can develop the skill sets, mindsets, to be able to recruit their three to five, and systems to be able to recruit their three to five people a month uh, and control their financial destiny in this profession. That's what I believe. But I also have people, you know, right now from last I looked, it was like 11 different countries around the world. And there's different cultures and there's different things going on in different countries. I mean, I've got... Uh, a couple of young men, and they're building a team over in Africa. Uh, Ernest and his his buddy Jewel in Uganda, and it's like, it's a different culture, it's a different world. And Jewel and I've talked about it quite a bit through email. And he has a very he's he's a very high EQ young man. He's got high emotional intelligence, and he understands what's going on, and he understands the game. You know, and he asked me this question recently, you know, Dale, if in three to five years, will I be in a situation where I can, you know, live the life I dream of? And, and it's like, I don't live in Africa. All I can do is share my experience and what I know to be true with human beings. And I, and I think human nature is human nature. And I know it's different in different countries around the world, but, but. It's just different for everybody. The only guarantee in life is that we're not going to make it out alive. That's it. But I also know what the great R. Williams said, and I love it, and that is that all you can do is all you can do, and all you can do is enough. And I, I believe that. I believe that. But I also know once you get on the field, you got to stay on the field. You know, rest if you must. You can rest, but don't come off the field. Because when you come off the field, somebody's ready to take your spot. So I hope this helped, this football analogy. Uh, I can tell you without question that consistent effort doesn't always create consistent results, but it always creates success. That there's a process you have to come through. I I wish it wasn't that way, but I know it is. You got to stay on the field and consistently work on your craft if you expect to win the game. And it's been proven over and over, not just in network marketing, but in sports and other businesses. It's just the way it is. And, you know, there is a real danger, danger spot when you think you're past uh, a lot of stuff. And it comes back upon you. The whirlpool pulls you right back to where you thought you had grown beyond. And I I, I, I see it. I'll always have see, seen it. You try to let people know it's coming. You try to prepare people uh, and, and try to help them understand this path to the very best of your ability. But some things can only be experienced, positive and negative. But I do know that knowledge applied on the field consistently over time always creates success. And that's my hope for all of you that have big dreams regarding this profession and where you want to go and what you want it to mean for you, your family, and your legacy. Thanks for listening, guys. This is Dale Calvert. We'll talk to you next week on another session, the MLM Success Podcast.
1: If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize.